Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. So number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about ascending from your shadows to your life's purpose. What were you talking about last night exactly? Do you remember? Yeah. What were you talking about? Because that's where you came up with the title. We were talking about our show From Sex to Superconsciousness and how it's all on the same ladder. It's all the same staircase. Right. And we talked about the anger, go from anger to superconsciousness with the shadows. And how the shadows are, the shadows are like the first step of the staircase, like the lowest level of the staircase. And in order to go up higher, you need to make the experience of anger, sadness, frustration, embrace it, own it, take it for what it is, but then don't stay there and take it as a staircase to go up higher. The ladder to your life purpose. Okay, I got it. And yeah, this has this has been coming through the last the last half an hour, but I just didn't find the right words just yet. But it's about sharing the message with the people about the importance of really embracing our shadows and looking at our shadows because they hold the seed to our greatest potential. Yesterday, you said something really profound about the shadows and the importance of embracing the shadows so that we can ascend to a higher level of consciousness. And you had used Osho as an example in his references of using sex as a tool or as a method for going to a higher level of consciousness. And then I chimed in and I said, oh, that's probably the equivalent of like going from depression to superconsciousness or sadness to superconsciousness. Or in my case, because I'm just going to be very transparent here, I have anger. I have an anger shadow. I have anger issues and I need anger management. <laughs> and I realize this about myself. I get very angry very easily and that's a shadow and I get very defensive. That's a shadow and I've been working on this. So I said, oh, I might as well be able to go from anger to superconsciousness then by expressing all this anger, just like you were mentioning how Osho, he encouraged his followers to have lots of sex, to no longer have a need for it, to be completely like desensitized to it and then to be like, okay, I'm ready to move on from this. And for me at this stage of my life, I don't want anger. I don't consciously want anger, but I feel subconsciously angry angry because of the situations that I've had in the past. And this was over 20 years ago, but it still has an energetic charge. And now that I'm actually speaking about this, I can't help but think about side note, David Icke, and how David Icke, when he was first making the um, findings that he researched and he discovered about reptilians and about the stuff that's going on with 
world governments back in the 90s and he was ridiculed for it. He was mentioned that he was so ridiculed walking down the street that he got desensitized to all the ridicule in a very short period of time. So it was like he just didn't care what anyone had to say after that because he was so desensitized to it. And I had mentioned to you last night, oh, I, I had a vision of us doing a seminar or a workshop in the future where we have the audience say what their biggest fear is and then they go to another audience member, they share that big fear, and then the other audience member ridicules and criticizes them for having that fear. And then they keep doing that for an hour with different participants. Why? So they can get desensitized to it, so they can transcend that fear of rejection, that fear of criticism. But you were saying the importance of leveraging these shadows, it's incredibly important for realizing your life purpose to the highest level, to 10xing yourself so that you can actualize your life purpose. Can you share more on what you were saying with that? Yeah, I believe that everything in life is happening for our greatest and highest good. And the purpose of the darkness and the purpose of our shadows is also there to elevate us higher and to support us in reaching our greatest potential, if we allow it. And every one of us has their own topic that keeps coming up in our lives that we believe is a challenge or a struggle. As you said, your topic is anger. For someone else, it's depression. For someone else, it's poverty. For someone else, it's self-abuse or self-criticism. And whatever the topic is that you are struggling with or that you consider as your biggest shadow, I invite you to see that as your greatest opportunity to be who you came here to be and to live your purpose. What happens with our shadows when we ignore them, when we neglect them and when we push them aside is that we lock a big part of our energy what usually happens with people and their shadows is that a majority of people, they simply ignore their shadows. We are wired to show only the brightest side of us. We are wired to only show the best version of us to the outer world and to others. And we are wired and we have been conditioned to hide the dark areas of our lives, to ignore and to suppress the sides of us that are hurt, that are in pain, that are ugly, that are shameful, that are fearful. And because of that, people have mental health issues. Because of that, people are not in authentic expression. Because of that, people are losing themselves. Because people don't know who they truly are. It's because they're only living in one side, which is pretending that everything is okay, pretending that they are living their best lives, pretending that they're happy, but it's all just putting on a mask. And the stuff that they are not happy with, they put it in the closet. And the more you keep suppressing the things that you don't want in your life, the more energy of yours you... Word. It's like all the subjects in your life that you are suppressing, all the shadows that you are running away from, that you're hiding, your life force energy is 
bonded to them. And if you are not facing the shadows, if you are not letting them out of the closet, you will not be able to free the energy that keeps these shadows alive. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Is that too complicated? So a good example from what you're saying that I can use directly for me is the emotional eating topic and how if I don't, I'll get into that in a minute, but basically the gist is if I don't correct the emotional eating, it's always going to control me. And I'm always going to be responding to that emotional craving trigger response to eat and continue to suppress that aspect of me. So it's going to continue. The shadow is always going to control me, basically, is what you're saying. Unless I figure out what is the root cause of this shadow, what is its message, what is it trying to tell me, and how do I integrate and own that aspect of myself. And this is something that we talked about yesterday on our walk through the forest. We talked about owning ourselves more. I spoke about this also on the last podcast episode or one or two episodes ago. But I, what I see or what I'm studying and researching from Carl Jung's work and other uh, therapists' work on the shadow topic is that the more we continue to suppress, it's like, it's like putting a beach ball underneath water and then all of a sudden you get your hands off the water. What's going to happen? The beach ball is going to go all the way right back up to the surface. So you can only try to control it, but for so long, for so long, for so long, and then it's going to continue to come up to the surface. It's never, you're never going to get rid of it. It's never going to go sink to the bottom. You know, it's, it's got enough charge in it to where it's going to be showing itself. Right. Because energy, energy can never die. It can only change its form. So the point here is be willing to transform the energy of your shadows to the highest expression, you can transmute the energy of anger, rage, fear, shame, guilt, suppression, anxiety, worry, concern, depression, whatever the shadow is, you can change it into a higher expression of joy, of purpose, of bliss, of fulfillment. This is important because when it comes to living your purpose, you have this vision of what you want your life to be like, or you want your, your purpose to be like. Let's not even say that that's you, the human. Who gave you the vision? We already talked about this and we said that it's God that gives you the vision. It's the universe. You are just the conduit. You're the vessel through which your life purpose is manifest, right? So you're just the consciousness in a physical body, which is tethered to the universe. And that universe wants you to fulfill a specific role, to, spe to fulfill a specific task, that is your purpose. So the universe sends you the vision. you got this vision now for what your life purpose is, okay? But what stops you from getting there? It is the fear. It is the shame. It is the shadows. If you do not address them, if you keep running away from them. Exactly. And you are not going to have the energy to live your purpose if you do not face your shadows because your life energy is tethered to your shadows which you keep in a closet and because you keep the shadows in a closet your energy is tethered to your shadows your energy is locked away there is a carl jung quote 
that I came across when I was writing one of our blog posts and the Carl Jung quote said something about like, in order to become a whole person, you need to do the shadow work. So there's a massive importance on doing the shadow work to integrate and become a whole person. And, you know, just like we were saying with the vision, with, with uh, your purpose, if you have this vision for your purpose, what holds people back? What holds people back from doing what they want to do with their life? It is a sense of, I feel like my family is going to judge me. Who am I to do this? Yes. You have a hurt and wounded ego. You have a hurt and diminished sense of self-worth, of self-value. And those are the shadows. Those are the things or the experiences that you have when you were younger, or even if you want to go even more metaphysical in past lives and past uh, ancestral traumas and generational traumas that have been imprinted onto you. And you're now living with these imprints from childhood, past lives, your ancestors, whatever. And now you're trying to really sort through, why is it that I want to do this thing, but I'm scared shitless to do this? Why is it that I want to speak on stages, but I'm terrified of interacting with people, for example, or I want to be a singer, but I am terrified of using a microphone because there was an experience that made you feel a negative reaction and that reaction formed the shadow. And maybe attached to that shadow is an idea or a belief that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, who am I to do this? I'm not smart enough. And these shadows will keep you from being who you truly want to be. But it's not until we address these shadows and we figure out, like you were saying, how do I take this shadow, this negative quality of me or this negative trait or aspect of me and turn it into a good thing? How do I see the good in the shit? How do I find the gold in the bad? And the only way that we can do that is by owning ourselves, is by acknowledging and saying, yep, I have anger. Yes, I am self-critical. Yes, I am lazy. Yes, I am this. But how do we now use that in our advantage? And this is what you were basically saying last night in particular. And you were saying that in order for us to go from one end of the spectrum, from a lower vibrational scale, to the highest that we can possibly go to, we need to be able to climb that ladder. And the only way that we can climb that ladder, like you were saying, Hema, is by acknowledging the anger, is by acknowledging the root cause of whatever prevents us from accepting ourselves, loving ourselves, and using what we have in our advantage. We had talked about this yesterday and during the walk that me having anger isn't necessarily a bad thing if I know how to control it. Same thing with judgment. It's not necessarily a bad thing if I judge myself, if I know how to control it. We have to know how to control these aspects of ourselves. We have to know how to communicate with the shadows and integrate whatever it is that they're trying to tell us in a constructive way that supports our purpose which is the vision, the big vision that God or the universe has given us so that we can embrace our bigness, become the big ones that we know we are capable of being, 
10xing and fulfilling our life purpose in the most authentic and unique way to us. But we're not going to be able to do that if we're people pleasing. We're not going to be able to do that if we're afraid of upsetting people or saying the wrong things or if we're afraid that uh, how we come off to people. We have to let those things go. We have to learn how to control and manage those things in order for us to be in true authenticity and in true integrity with our purpose. And this is what you were essentially saying. But the way that you said it though last night was like, wow, that's actually pretty deep. I cannot, I cannot go from angry all the time to super consciousness if I repress the anger. I have to be able to free the energy of anger. Exactly. And to experience anger for what it is, like go into it, open the door of anger and see what it has to offer you. It's not bad. It's not good. It is an energy. Like you said yesterday, it is an energetic expression. It's an energy signature. Why would you suppress it? Why would you judge it? Go into your anger and see what it has to offer you. Go into your sadness and extract the energy of it to push you to a higher level. But that can only happen when you allow yourself to experience the anger for what it is. When you allow yourself to see and experience the sadness for what it is. And when you can experience it wholeheartedly, you become free of it. And that's what Osho is, was doing with um, his subjects that he was teaching. And one book in particular that is called From Sex to Superconsciousness. And he has been encouraging people and his followers to be free of all sorts of judgments towards our sexual energy, because our sexual energy is our life force energy. It's what we need and what we create with. And he said, in order for you to reach enlightenment, you actually need to know what sex is about, because sex according to his teachings, is the first step of the ladder to superconsciousness. So on the first stage to superconsciousness, there is sex. In the beginning, there was sex. That was the sexual energy. The most rooted form, the most rooted expression of our life force energy. And once you experience that first stage of sex and you allow yourself to experience it for what it is, you're then able to transmute it, transcend it, and go to the next stage and to the next stage and to the next stage until you eventually can reach your own superconsciousness slash your own enlightenment. But you're never going to be able to reach a higher state if you suppress, judge, criticize your sexual energy. And that's the same with all other forms of emotions, anger, sadness, fear. It is only when we go into these emotional states and we become one with it, we allow ourselves to feel it, to see it for what it is, that we can extract its power. Thank you for listening to the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you enjoy our content, I invite you to also join our free newsletter where we share exclusive content. Click the link in the description below or go directly to LifePurpose.com and sign up to our newsletter. And now back to the episode. Osho is also saying 
in the book from Sex with Superconsciousness that all enlightened beings who walk this planet, he's referring to um, Gandhi, to uh, Gautama, Siddhartha, Buddha, Christ, Jesus, Mary Magdalene. He said that all those enlightened souls had a huge amount of sexual energy and they were very sexual beings and that every enlightened soul needed a lot of sexual energy to actually become enlightened. So I'm saying, I'm saying, and he is saying that those enlightened souls, they were able to embrace their sexuality and their sexual energy to the fullest. They owned it so that they can own the fullest energy, the fullest potential, the fullest power of their sexual energy to then elevate them to a higher state of consciousness. But they did not stay at the level of just having intimacy and physical sex. They were using the energy of their sexual energy, of their sexual power, to transcend it to a higher state of energy because energy cannot be destroyed. Energy can only be changing its form. So you use your, in this example, let's uh, continue speaking a little bit about the sexual energy here, is you go into your sexual energy, you see it for what it is, you embrace it, and with that you can extract the fullness of its energy to bring it to a higher state of consciousness, to a higher state of being, should you choose. And that is the same concept with all the other emotions that we tend to suppress. It's not just the sexual energy that many people suppress. It is the energy of anger. It is the energy of sadness. It is the energy of feeling insignificant. It is the energy of feeling whatever you have, depressed. But as long as you keep suppressing it, you're not able to use its power, its energy to lift you higher because all anger, all sadness, all the shadows that you're holding on to that you're not willing to look at, they hold a tremendous amount of power and energy that can be freed up when you're willing to go and face your shadows and look at it and embrace it. But you will never be able to access their energy, their wisdom, their power, if you keep hiding. If you're afraid to access the power. You know, as I hear you say this, and if we're if we're categorizing anger, sadness, happiness as energies and as energy signatures, I can't help but think about personal development uh, influencers, for example, like a Tony Robbins or like a Lisa Nichols or a Gabby Bernstein or Marie Forleo. And I can't help but think about anytime that I would watch their channels, the camera, the way that their channel looked like had a very distinct energy to it. Like whatever the lens they were using, however the lighting was, whatever effects they wanted to illustrate, it had a very distinct energy to it. And when I also listened to Elisa Nichols or a Tony Robbins or any of these influencers that you have available on your social media and YouTube, etc., each and every one of them has a distinct energy to them. And 
For example, Tony Robbins, he would mention how his mother was abusive and that affected him. It affected him to the point where it helped him become who he eventually wound up becoming. In his greatest potential. In his greatest potential. But had Tony Robbins feared going to that darkness and, and really extracting all the gold from that darkness, he was intending to be a truck driver. Imagine Tony Robbins, a truck driver. That's, un, that's like, I couldn't imagine this. It's the same thing like with Eric Thomas. I don't know if you've ever heard of Eric Thomas. Yes. He was the- Motivational speaker. Right, the motivational speaker. He was the guy that did the voiceover for um, Giovanni Ruffin in this football video, how bad do you want to breathe or how, to, how bad do you want to succeed or something like this. And I read his book many years ago when he was first coming up and blowing up and he was homeless. He was homeless living in, I think, Detroit, living in abandoned like buildings and stuff. To go from that to having his doctorate and speaking on stages and et cetera. And, and when I think about his energy as well, He's got a very loud energy. He's got a very you-can-do-anything energy. When I think about Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins has a certain type of energy. Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols has a certain type of energy. Would these people have been who they are today without their shadows? I don't think so. And it's because they figure out a way how to integrate that stuff and how to own their story, how to own their mess. I think Lisa Nichols says that, right? Mm -hmm. Your mess is your message. Is that about right? So she figured out a way how to take her mess, how to store how to take her shitty story with her, her with her son and being on on food stamps and having less than twenty dollars in an ATM. Uh father uh, the, the the baby father uh, left them. How did she go and how did she take that mess and create the Lisa Nichols that we know today? It's because she was able to tap into that pain. Tony Robbins, same thing. Tony Robbins has been able to help countless people all over the world, writing so many books, having success after success after success, but would Tony Robbins have had that had he not first addressed whatever the shadow topics were from his mom? Exactly. And all these people that you're mentioning, they are able to free so many other people from their limitations and from their fear because they have done it themselves. Because they went into the darkest areas of themselves and they were able to transcend their fears and their shadows so that now they can transcend and free other people from their shadows. But you're never going to be able to help others if you're not going there first. That's what I'm saying. And whether you are a coach, a therapist, or whatever type of profession you have, or whatever purpose you have, or whatever you would love to do in your life, you're not going to be able to help others or be of service to others if you avoid going into the dark areas of yourself because you can only help others as much as you help yourself. And if you're, if you are willing and if you're able to go into the darkest areas in your own psyche and you free your shadows and you become free and you become neutral and you become actually embracive, is that a word, embracive? 
uh, if you embrace it. Or if you, and once you start embracing your limitations, your fears, your darkest hour, then all of a sudden you become immune to it and you liberate yourself. And then you become a blessing. And then you receive a blessing, you receive a gift because you then have freed yourself and you can then help others to free themselves. But first you need to open the chains on your own ankles in order to free someone else. You know, as I hear you saying all this, I think about how how brilliant and how divinely orchestrated all this has been, especially in the last two to three months, coming across that book, 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy, to then discovering, okay, well, if we need to 10X, we 10X our psychology first, and then the symbols in the outer world manifest. And if we're going to do that, what has to get corrected? Our psychology. What's what's keeping us from 10Xing right now? It's our shadows. It is us not facing our shadows and keeping them in the closet. That will keep us stuck. That will keep anyone stuck where they are. Exactly. And it's not like we have never done shadow work. We've, we've been doing it in our own way over the last five, six years since we've been together. But I think it was never as conscious as it is now. Correct. I feel like now is is the first year that we're actually really... Specifically saying, let's go into the shadow. And let's do the shadow work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like we're facing them head on. It's like, shadows, watch out. We're ready. We're coming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think that that approach or that mindset is very important to address your shadows and to look at what aspects of you have you been ignoring and not confronting because when it does come to living your life purpose just like i mentioned earlier about tony robbins and lisa nichols and eric thomas and whoever else that you listen to on podcasts or youtube or social media they've all got their shit they've all got their shit and they had to own their shit. They had to own themselves to get to that place that they are at. Because now, if you think about it... It's like the diamond in the rough. Exactly, yeah. Now that they've made it, now that they've quote-unquote made it, they tell their story. They tell you the shit that they went through. Not everyone. I think a majority do. But those that are most authentic, they do. I don't see why you wouldn't. I don't see why you wouldn't. To project an image of success and to be like, I've always been successful. Yeah, you're, you're full of shit. You're absolutely full of shit. People go through shit and then they come out on the other side. Some people stay stuck in the shit though. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to hide about this. This is the human experience, you know? Congratulations if you if you were born with like a silver spoon in your mouth and you have, you're a trust fund baby congratulations that's great that makes things easier for you but i don't think that how, that's how it works for like 98 percent of us i think for 98 99 of us we have a story we have a certain background and we need to embrace that you know like there was part of me for a long time where i was like man i'm not proud to be puerto rican i'm not proud to be homeless i'm not proud to you know have these crazy relatives or whatever it's now at this stage where I'm like, okay, you know what? This is my past. This is who I am. And what's happening for you? Own it. Just own it. Just own everything that you are and own everything that you're not. Because everything you are not makes you everything that you are, you know? It all serves you. And if you are to live your purpose, and if you are to be the big one that you 
are capable of being, that takes a certain level of responsibility and conscious awareness. You are consciously choosing. Think about this. Every single day, you're consciously choosing to live your purpose. Tony Robbins, the guy has more than enough money. He could retire. He could, and he said this already in 2019 at Business Master. He said, like, I've got all the money that I need. I can retire right now. I don't have to do this. I do this because I choose to do this. I do this because I want to do this. I do this because it brings me a sense of fulfillment. And I want to help people. I don't want to make a contribution to people's lives. And he said this. And that's Tony Robbins, right? Tony Robbins, the, I wanted to once be a truck driver. How did I go from once wanting to be a truck driver and thinking that's the best that I could do with my life to now I have over 52 businesses and I have a net worth of over $500 million. Back to what I was saying in the beginning from sex to super consciousness. There is one level of your life and then there is the greatest level of your life. And it's up to you if you want to settle or if you want to actually go to your greatest timeline. Do you want to stay at the timeline of anger, sadness, fear, depression? Or are you willing to extract its power, its life force energy to bring you to a higher level of living, being? You know, as I hear you saying that, like, do you want to stay where you are or do you want to go to the next level? I can't help but now bring up my situation from a year or two ago where I was going through a really tough time psychologically and mentally and emotionally. And it was, I was really having a tough time with trading at the time. And you wound up leaving here. I was by myself. We didn't have mama. And it was a really dark time for me. And I was really sad, depressed. I was thinking about killing myself. And in that time, I had to go into my darkness. I had to really like feel the sadness that I was feeling and the depression that I was feeling and stop feeling sorry for myself. And I could not have done that turnaround from where I was about two, three years ago to where I am now had I not owned that part of myself. Had I not looked at that part of myself and been like, yep, this is me. This is me. And I could continue to either be this sad, pathetic human being that feels sorry for himself and that feels depressed and wants to be weak or I can decide to change my state, change my physiology, move my ass, and do something with my life. We all have a choice. Tony Robbins has a choice. He could choose to retire, but he keeps doing his thing. He keeps writing books. He keeps making episodes, podcast episodes. He keeps making content. He keeps doing the personal development thing, even though he has he owns 52 businesses or he has equity in at least 52 businesses. Lisa Nichols, she could have either allowed her story with her baby Jelani to get her so depressed and to get so wrapped up in her story that she could have continued being on food stamps and, and living from pay, like from check to check the first and the 15th of every month. She could have continued doing that, but instead she chose motivating the masses right and look where she is today so i'm saying this because we all have a purpose what that purpose is though it's up to us we receive the vision we receive the vision from god the universe it's a big vision and it's one of those visions where it's like man i know that this is possible but who i am today 
is not the person who I will be to manifest that vision. So I need to change something inside. I need to rewire my psychology. I need to address my, my, my shame, my, my embarrassment, my anger, and use this in a constructive way to get me going so that I can wind up in that vision, so that I can live out that vision that God has given me. Yes. Use your shadows to make you better, not bitter. If you think about the shadows, they're like the resistance lines on the trading charts. And we can either bounce back down from these resistance lines and stay where we are, or we use those resistance lines to break out and get to a much higher level than we've ever been before. But you got to transcend these resistances by actually going through them, by breaking through those resistances and by not fearing it. Like, don't fear your anger, don't fear your shame, don't fear your guilt, don't fear the parts of you that you believe are ugly or unworthy. Just own it. Like, man, I've, I have so many things that I consider ugly. I have so many traits, so many patterns that I consider unworthy, but you know what? I embrace it all with an open heart. I love it all. I accept it all. Because just like every baby that is that is there to be loved and to be raised and to be appreciated and to be kissed and to be hugged. This baby also shits and it poops and I embrace all of it. I embrace the baby's shit. I embrace the baby's poops and farts because it's my baby. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, when I look at Tony Robbins, Lisa Nichols and any influencer in general, I can't necessarily categorize what the shadow is for that person but what i can say is that because they made it to that side they found a way to address their shadow they found a way to own a part of themselves that most people would probably try to hide or suppress or like push away and ignore and when i think about myself for example i grew up with a single mother who was very angry and she would break things and she would scream at the top of her lungs. And it was terrifying to be around her sometimes. And then I can recall at some point in my life, because I was in that energy so much that I started to get angry. And I noticed that anger though, even though I can feel the anger, like the blood boiling inside of me when I get angry, I know that there are times when I do feel enough anger where it motivates me to do something. Like if I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see, I can get angry about that and then I can take action. So that's how anger serves me. Or judgment, for example. I told you like, yeah, I'm very judgmental. That's another shot of mine. I'm defensive. I'm judgmental. I am, I fidget sometimes. I constantly think, but these things aren't a bad thing when you know how to manage it in the right amounts. If I did not have a sense of balance with judgment, I'd be judging everything to a point where it gets too critical. And that could have impeded me to have the life that I have now. But because I made the right judgment calls at the right times in my life, I can look at someone and I can have an a, a intuitive feeling. That's also a form of judgment. I can have an intuitive feeling about someone and then use that judgment in my greatest advantage. 
So what I'm saying here is whether you're empathic and you think that that's a bad thing, use that to your advantage. Whether you think you're sensitive and you think that's a bad thing, use that to your advantage. Whatever it is that you perceive as negative, it's probably not negative. It's probably just that the outer world has told you it's negative. And your job, your responsibility is to figure out how to take that perceived negative and turn it into a positive. How is it serving you? How is it serving you? Because Tony Robbins had the mother that he had, Tony Robbins wanted to figure out what the fuck was wrong with this person. And in the process of figuring out what was wrong with that person, he figured out a whole bunch of skills. He learned a whole bunch of things that he could use to help a whole bunch of people and to help himself. And we have Tony Robbins and Tony Robbins that you have today. But he could not have gotten there had he not embraced that, that negativity and he just pretended. You know, if Tony Robbins, perfect example, going back to the truck driver, Tony Robbins had the idea, okay, I could either be a truck driver or I could do the sales with Jim Rohn, personal development stuff with Jim Rohn. He chose that route. That was in his heart. I feel like doing this. I could be a truck driver and make $80,000, $100,000 a year at the time and make quote unquote good money and just drive around. Or I could do this thing where I go door to door knocking on people's doors, selling this DVD or selling this VHS or this product from Jim Rohn. What's it going to be? And it's the same thing for you, big one. You could be working a job right now or you could be owning a business right now and it, it's just enough. And you could either stay there or you can look at what has been your mess, what have been the things you've been gravitating towards that you wish you could be, and then how can you go from there to owning it, embracing it, and turning all those negativities or those negative things in your life into positive, constructive things that you can then use to be of service with. But that is going to be your choice. And your shadows are telling you. Your shadows are talking to you all the time. They may appear as self-sabotage. The voices in your head that tell you to do something else than, than you would originally have intended to do from your higher self. I think we all have those two voices in our head. We have the higher self and then we have the shadow or as I used to call it, the bitch and the badass. But now that I understand what it is, I can say this the higher self, it's the shadow. And these these aspects of ourselves are always talking to us, but it's up to us to listen. It's up to us to take time out of our day and acknowledge these aspects of ourselves, these shadows, these long forgotten parts of ourselves. Are you defensive? Why are you defensive? Why are you judgmental? Why are you judgmental? Are you depressed? Why are you depressed? What is the message? How can you take this and do something constructive with it and be of service with it? And that's how, that's what you were saying about using sex. Sex is just the energy signature. Replace it with anger, fear, doubt, frustration, irritation, rage. Replace sex with whatever the energy signature is, whatever the shadow is that you've been ignoring and learn how to embrace that so you can ascend that ladder of consciousness and then you can become the controller of that energy signature versus that energy signature continuing to control you. Like if I continue to be passive and just stifle my anger 
and just let it bottle up and bottle up and bottle up, I would have exploded by now. And I would have done something horrible with all that built up anger because I never expressed it. But because there were times where I was forced to really express my anger or I felt internally like I had no choice but to express my anger. Remember that time where I screamed in this kid's face in Egypt like a, like a madman? It was these times where I was confronted with this and either I could have bottled it up inside and just repressed it or I could have just let it go and be free of it. And chances are you'll feel better when you relieve yourself of that pent-up energy. Like you were saying with Mama, our dog, when she hasn't exercised in a few days, she's got all this energy. And it's important that we let out that energy for her in a constructive way. So what do we do? We go for walks, long walks through the forest. We throw the ball. She plays fetch. But if you have her out on the terrace, no exercise, she's by herself, she's going to do destructive things. She's going to start chewing on stuff, chewing on furniture, peeing everywhere. She's going to start really um, creating discord because that energy is stuck. It doesn't have a way to transform. It doesn't have a way to release itself. And like you were saying, energy doesn't die. It just changes form. And that's key to know. And that's key to highlight because what we do with the energy that we have, the energy signatures that are inside of us, allow us or prohibit us from expressing our most authentic selves, expressing our life purpose, and expressing the truth of who we came here to be. I'm seeing a vision. Okay. This is all about becoming whole and full circle with who we truly are. Speak louder and repeat that. This is all about becoming whole and full circle with who we truly are. The light contains the darkness and the darkness contains the light. And if we keep ignoring or suppressing one of those aspects within us, we will never feel whole or complete. We will never come full circle with who we truly are. And we will always feel that something is missing. It's because we are not accepting the full spectrum of who we are. But that's why we have night and we have day. We have the light and we have the darkness. It's for a reason. It's neither good nor bad. It is perfect balance. And that's why you look up to those people who own themselves. You can't put your finger on it, but there are certain people that you look up to and that you adore because they have just a certain aura around them. And you, you think that they're very powerful and inspirational. And it's those people who own their darkness and their light, who own their shadows and who own their greatest light and who are in balance with themselves in peace with themselves. And as it is only when we humans continue to judge and label things as one thing or another, when we tend to get out of balance. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.